0: Hey guys, this is Trey from All Sports Best. Just wanted to say thank you so much for choosing this podcast to be the next one you listen to. You can follow us on All Sports Best, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And we've got a great guest on. His name's Daryl Gerritsen. He played college football at the highest level. He's looking to go and play in the XFL, which is exciting because I can't wait till that season starts up. And I'd love to see him on TV in the XFL. That would be super cool, really incredible. Um, but we're rooting for him, we're wishing the best for him. And uh, we want you guys to be able to hear what he did to make himself successful and uh, what he's doing right now. So without further ado, I would love for you to hear this podcast with Daryl Gerritsen. Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Up. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Sports Best. I'm Trey Gonzalez. Very excited to have you listening to this podcast. We have a very special guest on, a former quarterback for Utah State and Oregon State. Daryl Garrettson is here with us today. G- Daryl, how's it going, man?
1: It's going great, man, just out here in Arizona, enjoying the sun, even though it's slightly raining outside right now, but yeah. it's still about 90 degrees, so it's, uh, it's sunny and beautiful.
0: Yeah, it's painful sometimes over there, right?
1: Oh, it can get brutal. Let me tell you.
0: <laughs> so just kind of a backstory for those of you at home. A lot of the ways that we get our interviews is through social media. Instagram's a popular one. Twitter, sometimes Facebook as well. Um, this case, we were on Instagram and that's how Daryl and ASB uh, kind of linked up. So um, actually with that, you know, a person that was actually posted on the, instagram from arizona state so you know without further ado i'd like to hear kind of a little bit more about where you grew up you're from arizona but you're also from other places so can you tell us a little bit more about that
1: yeah so i grew up in southern california uh specifically anaheim hills california so that's southern california orange county area for for a lot of people that don't know um you know i grew up there till i was about 11 years old um, my dad coached at a very very prestigious all boys Catholic high school Mm. uh, called Servite high school out there. And, uh, he was a coach there from 1989 to 2004. And that's kind of where I first found my, found my love for football and, and sports was, was through Servite high school and, and the sports that were surrounded in it. And, you know, I was a three sport athlete growing up, baseball, football, and basketball. And, uh, once, I, once 2005 hit, uh, the family decided to um, sell our home in, in Southern California and move on out to Arizona uh, to be mm-hmm. closer to my dad's side of the family. And uh, so got to Arizona. Um, went through my elementary and junior high life, still playing football, still playing all three sports. Sure. And then uh, my eighth grade year, uh, that's when I really decided to be a football player uh, i said no more baseball no more basketball and i went i went all in on football and um ended up going to chandler high school which is a very uh very uh prestigious high school out here in arizona it's a public school uh i got my first varsity experience once uh brett Hundley went down oh wow uh, i was uh, yeah i was brett hunley's backup in high school so my sophomore year i got my first start when he uh, when he rolled his ankle and and Brett was a Brett was a great mentor for me. And he had he was just a really good guy. He's always been a great guy. Um, and then after that I, I took over and, and started my junior and senior year for Chandler High School and went on to play went on to play college football at, at Utah State and Oregon State.
0: So, can you tell me a little bit about what went into the whole Utah State thing? I mean, it's not very far from Arizona, so it's kind of like an—it seems like an easier selection to make, not too far. But at the same time, obviously, if Utah State's wanting you, there's probably some in-state. There's more than that. So, what went into the selection, and who wanted you?
1: So, the Utah State thing was actually kind of a funny story. Um, I was committed to San Jose State for about oh, oh so about six months. And it was Coach McIntyre's staff. Who McIntyre uh, was was the head coach there. Went to uh, ended up going to Colorado afterwards. Yeah. Um, and it was it's kind of a funny story. I was actually there. I remember everything. I was I got there December seventh. The December seventh weekend. Um. Uh. What was that? Twenty twelve.
2: Mm.
1: That was my official visit weekend to San Jose State and. I was sitting in the room with them. They were all, you know, everybody was, everybody was all happy. Um, I had been committed since July, late July, uh, August. I think I committed like August 1st or August 2nd. I was in a Wendy's actually when I did it.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You guys went fancy.
1: Uh, Oh yeah. We went super fancy. I was, uh, it was the funny story about that was I was just kind of sitting there. They were my first offer. Um, over the summer, uh, the, the offensive coordinator had previously been at NAU. So he was very familiar with who I was Okay. and he really liked me as a player. And his name's coach Lingren. which small world, he ends up being the offensive coordinator for Oregon state now. So oh. that's, uh, that's even better. It's awesome. Yeah. So, um, committed to them. And then, uh, December shoot, I got back from my official visit on that Sunday of that weekend of December 7th, uh, 2012. I got home, uh went to school the next day, and all of a sudden I look at my phone and my dad texts me and he says, uh we got to talk. Hmm. So in my head I'm going, oh man, what did I do? I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm, in trouble I'm, yeah. I'm in deep crap, man. What did I do? And uh come to find out that uh the news broke that coach McIntyre had left and accepted the job at the University of Colorado. Oh. And uh broke my heart, man. I was, I was super excited to go up there. I was really excited to play for him. I really, I really enjoyed him as a person and I really enjoyed their staff and their staff was awesome. And, uh, so they all, they all up and left. And I remember talking to David Fales cause David Fales was my host and day, I remember calling David and I was like, Hey man, uh, do you know what's going on? I know this is kind of crazy for you. And he's like, man, I don't even know what's happening. We uh, we have a team meeting here coming soon. I'll, I'll let you know the details, man. He's like and he just wanted to you know, he wanted to tell me that he was he was sorry that all this happened. And and David David fails, by the way, is a great guy as well. I mean, he yeah, cool. he was awesome. Uh, so then I was I was still committed to San Jose State, but I was very up in the air. Um, obviously, I really wanted them to bring me to Colorado. Um, cause obviously in my mind, I was like, well, that's a, you know, they're pat 12 and, and now they're going over there and, you know, maybe I'll get recruited and
2: uh-huh.
1: ended up finding out later that they had, they had to make a promise to San Jose state, uh, when they left that they wouldn't recruit me mm. because I was, uh, I was their I was their number one recruit that they were, that they were shooting for. Um, so that was tough. It was, it was a tough pill to swallow, obviously, but, yeah. um, you know, I was committed to San Jose state for a little bit and then for a little bit longer after that, um, they hired, uh, oh man, I forgot the coach's name. Uh, I forgot who they hired afterwards, but I remember the offensive coordinator was Dowdy or, or coach Doty. And uh, you know, it just, you know, I just didn't, I just didn't know where I was. It wasn't the coaches that I had originally committed to
2: Sure.
1: Um, and, and all that. So, it was, uh, it was super random. I was at my little sister's softball tournament with a couple of my friends. And uh, on our way back, all of a sudden, I pull my phone out of my pocket, and I've got about two or three missed calls from Utah members. Hmm. And I'm kind of looking at my phone, wondering why in the heck someone from Utah is calling. I'm thinking it's one of my family members. Hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. I'll give it a ring back when I get home. Well, I not 20 seconds later, I get another – get another phone call finally get to answer it and uh it's uh it's coach mcgiven with utah state hmm. and he had just gotten hired as the offensive coordinator under matt wells because matt wells had just took over for gary anderson who just left for wisconsin
0: such a lot of movement going on whenever you oh, were in the college it, it,
1: it happened man it happened so fast and all of a sudden I was sitting there talking to him and I talked to him at given for about 15, 20 minutes, really liked him. And at the end of it, he was like, Hey, you know, I'm actually going to be out there. I would love to meet you on Tuesday and have an in-home visit. And I'm like, Oh wait, what? And wait, excuse me. Run that by me again. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm going to be out there. I'd like to make an in-home visit with you. Um, and 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 talk further more. And I said, okay, coach, I'll uh, I'll see you on Tuesday. So uh, he came on Tuesday, but not 15 minutes later, the head coach Matt Wells called me, and uh, obviously they made their pitch and everything, and told me, you know, we'd love to we'd love to get you up here for an official visit, um, and everything like that. So on Tuesday, McGiven rolls in. We have our uh, we have our uh, we have our um, in home visit with him. Mm. and uh next thing you know he's sitting there he's going uh you know you know what do you think about obviously in between that time i did my homework on utah state utah state just came off of you know a 10-win season they had just upset uh they had just upset utah that year Mm -hmm. uh so they were they were riding very high and they just won a bowl game too uh their second bowl game in a row so they were they were uh they were trending upward that's for sure um and then uh he came and and i love the environment the environment that was there that i saw on the videos that i saw on like their hype videos and and stuff like that where you know there was a crowd there it was it was a lot different than san jose state was yeah where not a lot of people were at that game you know And, and and that was something that really drew me towards drew me towards towards utah state was the the fan support and the fact that it was a small town, it wasn't a huge metropolitan area like San Jose is and you didn't have to compete with trying to draw from you know, draw away from guys like, you know, Stanford and Cal and 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 all that sort of speak. So it was uh, it was a lot and, and on that in home visit all of a sudden he's like, Yeah, so, you know, we want to get you up on your official visit this weekend. And I kinda looked at him crazy. And he he kind of looked back at me and he's like is that okay?
0: <laughs> that's not a problem. And I
1: was like I was like yeah that's not a problem but you know I've got to have a scholarship offer in order to go up there. And he was like oh no one's told you and I was like no he's like yeah you, you have an offer we, we we were supposed to offer you I don't I don't know why no one called you and, and officially offered you.
0: Wow. So what and, was uh, what was the offer was it a good solid scholarship?
1: <laughs> oh yeah cuz football is um, I know football is a, a lot different from um baseball because i know baseball is partial and they give you percentages and sure and stuff like that um you know football is full scholarship so uh dang. it was a full scholarship to come on up there and so i that ne- that very friday i was uh i was on a plane and i was headed up to utah in the middle of winter
0: <laughs> dang that's not a, yeah that's probably not the best time but still no, it, super cool it
1: wasn't but it was yeah it was cool and and it was a you know, the, the way I looked at it, the way me and my dad at the time, me and my dad looked at it was, uh, you know, hey, you're going up during the worst part of the year. You know, like this is the worst it can get. And if you think you can live at the worst, if you, if you think you can live there at the worst time of the year, then, you know, you'll be all right.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. A good way yeah, so out. I
1: kind of took that into account. And I'll tell you what, my first night there, it was negative eight degrees.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, I was. Had you, had uh, you ever weird. been in that? No, mm, no, not I'm at sorry. all. That was that was my first. That was my first time ever being in anything like that. But it was cool. My host was a. Uh, my host was a guy named Michael Oconquo, who I'm still really good friends with to this to this day. We actually played together at Chandler. He he went to Chandler with me. He was a. Uh, he was two years ahead of me. He was Brett's class, and uh, he actually caught my first ever uh, you know, when I first, my first ever start, he caught the first touchdown of that. So kind of a, kind of a really cool deal. And, you know, um, you know, Utah state kind of reeled me in, um, reeled me in that weekend. And, um, I told coach Wells on, on my last, you know, little sit down meeting on Sunday before heading back to the airport, you know, he asked me what I liked and everything. And I said, you know what, coach, I, I really like it. I, I enjoyed it here. I like the atmosphere. You guys are trending up. Um, I, I like what you guys do on offense. And, uh, you know, the defense has been lights out for the past two years. So yeah. I would, uh, I'd be pretty dumb, you know, to tell, you no. and he kind of just shook his head and laughed and he goes, so are you giving me the nod that, that you're going to come? And I said, uh, looked at my mom, looked back at him and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm Oh, coach Carragher. That was his name. Okay. Uh, I said, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna call Coach Carriger later tonight when I land and, and let him know that I'm decommitting from San Jose State.
0: Dang. So, how was that call? Was that pretty rough? You know what, Coach Carriger did
1: a great job of not, of it not being hard on me. Yeah. He, and that's one thing I've, I always want. I thanked him after our phone call because I was dreading it the whole the whole drive down to salt lake, Mm -hmm. the flight back to Arizona, my drive, my drive to the house. And, uh, I find, I did it actually outside. I was hanging out with one of my buddies and, uh, and one of his uh, girlfriends, um, at the time. And I was hanging outside of the outside of her house and we were kind of just sitting there and I was like, you know what guys, I'm going to go get this call done right now before, before I let it hang around and before something, you know, they get told they get told what happened before I tell them because yeah. I really wanted to be the first one to tell them, so um, and I kind of told him, I just said, hey, coach, you know I just I'm sorry to inform you that you know I got a decommit from San Jose State. Uh, I think the best option for me is to decommit and and uh and i'm and I'm going to Utah State coach, and he was like, "You know what, Daryl? I appreciate the call. you know, not a lot of kids can really." you know, nut up like that and, and just give a coach a call and just let him know that they're decommitting. And he's like, I just really want to, uh, I really want to let you know that I appreciate that. And, and I wish you the best of luck and I hope I don't bump into you, <laughs> uh, you know, in a game. And I hope, you know, I hope you don't tear us up sort of speak. So yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was good. He he made it, he made it easy on me. And afterwards it felt like a thousand pounds, was lifted off my shoulders and, and I could finally breathe. So it was, it was a great feeling.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's, that's nice that he made it that way. Cause you know, if it's me, I'm probably like, man, you sure? Like, I put some <laughs> pressure, you know, at least you could be cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, it was, uh, it was, it wasn't bad. It, was, it wasn't bad at all. And, um, you know, and I've heard some horror stories too of kids calling and decommitting and, and stuff like that. One of my best friends who, who actually, um, was my roommate at Oregon state. And he now plays for the Falcons, uh, Sean Harlow. Okay. He was committed to Washington. And when he decommitted, I heard his little horror story of, of those coaches, you know, kind of giving him a hard time about it and stuff like that. And I was just like, man, thank God I didn't go through anything like that.
0: Yeah. Golly. Yeah. It just makes it tough on a young kid, especially, but yeah, I mean, Okay. So that's a really cool story. It's, it's crazy how you go from one place to another before it even, you know, before the season even starts. But what's even crazier is, is from what I understand, and I'm still kind of trying to learn a little bit more about transferring and things like that. But after a couple of years with Utah state, um, you ended up going to Oregon state to play. And can you tell me kind of what went into that and and how that all developed?
1: Yeah. So, uh, I was at Utah State. I played my true freshman and my true sophomore year due to the starter um, Chucky getting hurt. Uh, he went he went down two years in a row, so I ended up coming back in and filling in. I was supposed to redshirt both of those years, and uh, it was just one of those things where uh, my after my sophomore year, um, you know, I just thought the best decision for me and and everything like that was was to end up. Um, transferring now at that time there was no transfer portal there wasn't any of that Hmm. like once you declared you were transferring you you were going like you were going somewhere and uh the crazy thing about my transferring is um Washington had initially reached out to me and Washington wanted to bring me up to their spring game and and get me rolling and sounded like they were going to offer me and and all that sort of speak but um, I ended up getting blocked because uh, my transfer my my transfer request and all my transcripts and my film and everything like that all of that got blocked because Utah State played them the next year.
0: Oh. So it's almost so they, like the, you can't play against the team that you were on before. Right. Whoa.
1: And and I thought that was I thought that was a little BS in my opinion. Mhm just because I was like, you know, I st- that's back when, you know, you had to sit out a year and, uh, and do all that. But, you know, fortunately for me, um, my sit out year wasn't going to count against my eligibility cause I still had my red shirt. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. That's true. So
1: when I tra- when I transferred and sat out, I used my red shirt and, and was able to do that. But, um, you know, a lot of it had, a lot of it had to do with me going to Oregon state had to do with the fact that my, OC McGiven, who was with me for two years at, at Utah state. He was at Oregon state. Um, the coach previously at Utah state who I heard, um, at that time, great things about, um, he was, he was going to be the new head coach. He was the new head coach at Oregon state. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of, there was a lot of familiarity there for me. And, uh, obviously my best, my childhood best friend, Sean Harlow, we had a uh, who uh, we lived together in Anaheim Hills. Uh, oh, cool. We had the same same first grade class and everything. Um, you know, he was there, and it was kind of just everything was lining up in a row. You know, and it just it cool. was it was the right place for me to go. And and uh, I'm really I'm I, I am happy that I transferred because, I mean, even though we didn't do as well um, on the football field at Oregon State, um, my life changed and my life was. Uh, my life was very, very good um, in oregon and i and I loved it and I made my lifelong friends there. and um it was it was just a great time i had i had I had a great time there.
0: It just feels like everything happens for a reason. A lot of the stories that we cover here on the podcast always comes down to, you know, I, you know, I look back and it was it was a good thing. and it seems like that's kind of what happened here. I wanted to know a little bit about some of the things that's going on right now. We've talked about we have talked about on the show before the fact that California is opening it up to let athletes have sponsorships and things like that. That was never available before. Uh, Did anything like that become available to you at the college level? Now that you're out, you can, you know, you've got free range on what you can say and stuff. Did you ever get offered free things or, you know, you know, just things kind of maybe bending the rules a little bit.
1: Um, you know, I don't know if I was necessarily offered uh, free things, but, uh, you know, sometimes you, you would end up be sitting there and all of a sudden you'd get your bill back and, you know, you'd give the lady your card and she'd be like, ah, no, someone already took care of that for you oh, guys. that's cool. And, uh, you know, that happened a couple of times. And 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 that was the one thing that was hard. At, at Utah State, um, our stipend, so your scholar, when when you move off of campus – you get a scholarship stipend, a monthly scholarship stipend, and my monthly scholarship stipend was seven hundred and fifty-five dollars a month.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, obviously, living off a of campus, you got to include—you got to get your rent, your bills, pay your gas, and then groceries. Well, by the time I paid rent, which was four hundred dollars, yeah, and then by the time I went and got groceries, paid bills, um, and put gas in my truck, you know, you're left with like. Forty five dollars for the month. Mm-hmm. And that was tough because we didn't have uh, we didn't have meals made for us. Like at Oregon State, they had. Um, you have your dining hall, right, where they get to feed all the student athletes and everything like that. Yeah. At Utah State, we didn't have that. So you were on your own for food. So when you have you know, when you got forty five bucks, you know, you were only able to get maybe seventy five to one hundred dollars worth of groceries for the month and everything like that you know you're kind of limited on what you can eat and so um you know when that fit that feeling of getting your meal paid for by someone else and you don't know who it was or whatever whoever that was i like it was the greatest feeling ever because you know it was something you didn't have to stress about Mm -hmm. you know for that week or whatever it was and it was a it was tough, man. I'll tell you what, it was, it was tough, but there was uh, that's, that's about the only thing that I had happen was, was people paying for, for my meals.
0: Yeah. Well, see, whenever I think about, you know, athletes not being able to get paid in college and people saying, well, they got their, they don't have student loans to deal with. They got a full scholarship, all that stuff. That's all great because it is, I mean, it's, it's an awesome feeling to be able to say, I'm kind of, you know, essentially debt free from student loans, all that stuff. But you know, kind of like what you're saying here on this story. You can't go out and say, "Hey, you know, I have 45 bucks at the end of the month um, that I can kind of use to myself." I'm gonna go and get a part-time job, or I'm gonna go and do some side jobs because it's looked upon as possibly, you know, breaking the rules.
1: Right, and and that's the other. That was the other thing that we were very, very warned about all the time was was you know, don't get a job because you can't you really you don't even have time for a job.
0: No, you really don't because if
1: you think about it, you really have you really have two full time jobs. You're a full time student Mm. and you're a full time athlete. And especially during season. You know, during season, you're watching as much film as you can get in and and you're trying to you're trying to do all these things that, you know, there's there's literally no possible way for you to have any type of job. I mean, the only time guys would work jobs would be over the summer, which was because they had to because over the summer, since you're not taking a full course load, you're not getting that $755 a month for mm. May, June, and July. You're yeah. now getting since you're taking half the course load, now you're getting $350 a month. Dang. You know, so that was the tough that was the tough part in summer. Obviously, you know, you're still taking, you're still taking classes. You still got to show up to weights and you still got to watch film. Um, you still got to go to study hall. And, and so there's, there's all these other things too, but it allows you to have, um, you know, a part-time job. I know guys used to do little league umpiring. Um, some guys used to help out at a car wash um, down in Logan. So it was, uh, it, it it was hard and, and it was a lot, it was even a lot more different at Oregon state uh because uh just the way the school was set up it was a trimester school so you were you had three semesters of school you were there till you know the middle of june and then after that you don't really get a month off like at utah state we used to get the month of may off
2: Mm -hmm.
1: from to go home and do what you want for the whole month and then you get to come back well at oregon state we never got that as soon as you were as soon as school was done, June 17th or June 16th, whatever it was, you were in summer school the next week, Whether and a lot of kids had a zero-week class. So a zero-week class, you're waking up at 6.30, you're in class by 7, and you're there till about 4 o'clock. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Count me out on that. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, a couple of things that happened throughout your college career, of course, being able to be successful on the field was really nice. But one of the things that kind of uh, put a bump in your road was a couple of injuries that you sustained. What what, what happened with those injuries and how did you overcome those?
1: Uh, the first injury I had is I broke my wrist my sophomore year in 2014 against Colorado State. Um, I think they were ranked uh, I think they were ranked like 23rd or 22nd at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, we had just come off two big wins. We had just upset um, BYU, who, 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 that was Taysom Hill's senior year. Oh, yeah.
2: Um,
1: they were, I think they were ranked 19th when we went down to Provo and beat them. And then, uh, then we beat Air Force the next week, who was a really good team. And then we came back the next week and played Colorado State, and we were actually up on them. Um, until I broke my wrist, uh, I kind of got a high load the way I came down on the ground mm. and the guy rolled over the top of me, my wrist was, was up. And when the guy rolled over the top of me, my wrist just bent back and popped. And it was, uh. it was kind of nasty. Um, but I went, I went to a great, I went to a great surgeon, uh, Dr. Uh, Viola, who's the, um, Olympic, uh, he's like the U S Olympic doctor for the ski team. Okay, um, I was so gonna say it got a was... little sketchy there. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Dr. Viola was was a really good uh, really good surgeon, and then uh, obviously made my transfer. I got hurt at Oregon State in 2016. I broke my uh, I broke my what was it my fibula. Mm. Uh, I broke my fibula and my ankle, um, and then went to the same went to the same clinic, the Stedman Clinic, who which is awesome. They're up in Vale, Colorado absolutely amazing. I I love that place. Um, Went there, uh, Dr. Clanton did my ankle, and uh, I came back from those injuries pretty good. My ankle, not as much, not as good as my wrist. My wrist, uh, they did a really good job with rehabbing it and everything uh, at Utah State. Uh, My ankle, my rehab was going very well, and then I got to Oregon State and kind of took a couple steps back, and then um, we had an early spring ball that year and I was competing for the starting job. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to force myself to play or else, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that kind of, that kind of hurt me a little bit, but, um, you know, I, I hung in there and, and was able to, to make it work.
0: So, I mean, now that you're done with college, uh, now that you're done with college football and everything, you're now looking to go into the future, which is something that's not even it's not even, uh, started up just yet. I mean, it's, it's in the process, but the XFL, right? So what, what's going on there?
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to get an invite into the XFL. Um, you know, I just got to make the right connections, get in front of a couple coaches that to, to throw around a little bit so I can get invited into the league. Uh, they got their draft coming up in October, so hopefully I can get in there before. So, and, and if not, then, uh, You know, I'll I'll take my football, my football IQ and everything and and possibly become a uh, become a grad assistant and become a football coach.
0: Okay, so is there any uh, colleges or coaches that are interested in you right now saying, hey, you know, if this doesn't work out, we want you here.
1: Yeah. So I actually spoke over the summer with my old defensive coordinator at Utah State, Todd Orlando. Mm. Todd Orlando is now the defensive coordinator at Texas. Okay. So he he had a lot of interest. He told me he's like, hey man, you know what are you doing? Let's uh, let's let's get you rolling. If I you know if I can get you here as an analyst, I I, I would love to. If not, I you know I'm very well connected um, within this coaching world, and, and I'll find you a spot to land. Um, and and I've reached out to you know obviously to my old offensive coordinator who's at San Jose State. Shout out to Coach McGiven and and the Spartans getting that big win against Arkansas. Uh, yeah, and uh, so you know, I've reached out to them. Um, obviously, would would love to go back to Oregon State and learn under uh, Coach Lindgren, who I, mean, I previously stated uh, recruited me out of high school. Um, would love to go learn from them and and what they do, and, and obviously be back at my alma mater um, with with that and and that sort of speaks. So I, I feel like I've got some options there. Um, you know, it's just all about uh, it's all about networking.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Okay, cool. Well, We really look forward to watching you and seeing what you do, uh, seeing what the future holds, and we wish you the very best of luck. I want to get into a little bit of NFL stuff um, and, and just kind of hear what you have to say on this. Do you do uh, fantasy football? I do. So so where, what, what's it looking like this year so far? <laughs> uh,
1: my one league, I'm like, eh, and that was the league I decided that I really wasn't like going to try as hard, so to speak.
0: So you lost the your one- first game. In other words, yeah, I lost
1: the (laughs) the first one in that one, but in in the one league that I that I take serious with all my good friends, I was actually two and zero. But I just lost this week to to one of my friends. He absolutely destroyed me. I should have started Tony Pollard, and and I didn't. But um, fantasy football is interesting, man. I'll Mm. tell you what, it it gets people really into football.
0: Yeah, it does. So, do you have a workhorse?
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, I got Lamar Lamar Jackson my my quarterback, but Amari Cooper has been absolutely going crazy for me,
0: yeah, dang, that's pretty cool. So who would you compare yourself to when it comes to, you know, a quarterback that we're all familiar with?
1: Ooh, well, I know a lot of people can called me Minnie Baker when I was okay. at, uh, when I was at uh, Oregon State. Um I know when I was at <laughs> when I was at Utah State. Um, and I was playing really well. Um, people actually had signs in the stands that said Daryl Football," so that was uh, that was pretty funny. So I guess you know whoever the the small good quarterback at the time is, you know that's who I get compared to.
0: <laughs> the the future Browns quarterback is the is the quarterback you get compared to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. So who's your favorite team? Like who's the team that you root for growing up?
1: You know, I, I never really had a favorite, a favorite NFL team growing up because we're really close family friends. We call them our cousins. Uh, the Khalil family. Mm. Um, Ryan Ryan Khalil was, um, shoot, I think he was with the Panthers for 12 years, um, and then his brother Matt Khalil got drafted third overall to the Vikings, and oof, what was that? 2011, 2012, maybe hmm um so I, I kind of never really had a favorite team I just I'm a really big fan of the game I really love watching the game now growing up I was a he because of because of Ryan Kalou I was a huge USC fan okay yeah you know, I mean gigantic USC fan just because you know my cousin was a starting center that was the heyday of SC when they had Reggie Natlawert, Lindell no White, you know, Steve Smith. They had they had that uh, you know, Rudy uh, you know, Rudy what was his name? Rudy Rudiger or something like that and he was a linebacker. They had they had all these studs uh, across the line and, mm. and I absolutely loved, you know, just watching them play and obviously watching my cousin play. Um, so I was a big SC fan growing up.
0: Dang, okay. So cool. So you so you were more engaged with college football at that time.
1: Right. And I didn't I didn't really end up becoming a, a big NFL fan until I got to college.
0: And maybe it's because you also have your sights set on the next level, right?
1: Yeah. And, th- and then you kind of understand, you know, uh, the, the hard thing to try to break to people, um, you know, that love college football is the fact that the NFL game is a very more pure football game where it comes down to guys really doing their job because everyone is, I don't, you know, not everyone is equal, but in a sense of everyone there was a dude wherever they were at before. Yeah. You know, so, so a lot of, you know, it's a lot of just doing your job, doing the right thing at the right time all the time, mm-hmm. so sort to of speak. So, um, you know, I really fell in love with the game like that because it went, the NFL is more of a mental game. your mental capability steps up more than you know the physicalness and everything like that obviously the speed of the game is a lot different but if you if you don't step up the mental side of the game you're going to get left behind in the nfl
0: daryl what are you training on right now that you're really focusing in on to make it to that xfl contract
1: really i'm just focusing on on my my speed my mechanics uh, my well throwing mechanics and uh and making sure I'm, you know i'm keeping my weight up and, and all that sort of speak so you know the the big thing is just keeping your strength up maintaining strength but not overdoing it not getting too big to where you can't throw and you have no you have no movement or you have no mobility sort of speak um So, and, and just staying throw and just staying throw ready at all times in the pocket, Mm -hmm. because you know, nowadays guys are so fast and windows close so fast that once he pops open, you got to be ready to throw right now and get the ball to him. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm really focused on right now.
0: So you're keeping your weight up. I want to know a couple of places that you would recommend to anybody at Utah state, Oregon state, and now in Arizona.
1: So at Utah State, definitely go to Herms. Uh, Herms is like one of the best breakfast spots I've ever been to. And hands down has the best hot chocolate I've ever tasted in my entire life. Really? Oh, I swear to God, man. Their hot chocolate is so over the top that I, I could drink like five of them and, you know, almost have, you know, cardiac arrest and still, <laughs> still be on my deathbed and could be like, you know, give me a Herms hot chocolate, please. <laughs> yeah, I'll um, take it and uh at Oregon state uh local boys for sure local boys are broken yolk broken yolk is a really good breakfast spot but local boys is a good uh is a good Hawaiian barbecue spot that i that we all um really loved and and uh matter of fact i'm going back up there this weekend i'm i'm glad you reminded me i'm going back to got, local boys yeah too.
0: you got to go and eat there man that's cool what about yeah. in arizona Arizona, the
1: crazy thing about Arizona, Arizona has so many good food spots. Mm. But uh, the one food spot I love going I really love Hawaiian barbecue. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of it. So there's a there's a good Hawaiian barbecue out here called Aloha Kitchen.
0: Okay. And
1: uh, it's amazing, man. And if anybody's ever in the state of Arizona or if you live in the state of Arizona and you don't know what I'm talking about, do yourself a favor. Go to Aloha Kitchen. Get their mix plate number three. It's absolutely amazing
0: dang that's precise oh yeah i I mean (laughs) i've got it all
1: down to a science man
0: (laughs) that's hilarious okay cool well that's good to know awesome well when we visit those places we'll definitely stop at those uh spots and if you're in town we'll do uh we'll do it with you awesome all right daryl well thank you so much for being on the show man Uh, i do wish you the very best of luck moving forward and we're going to keep an eye on your career
1: i appreciate you man thank you for having me on Thanks for listening to the All Sports Best Podcast.
2: Give
0: us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and join the conversation. Till next time, this is the All Sports Best Podcast.